Calhoun paced from one end of the great room to the other, stopping every few feet to glance out the wall of windows toward the ranch road. His mood soured with each passing minute. He should be helping with chores or working on his plans for purchasing the neighboring ranch, or doing a hell of a lot more than waiting around. Wearing a hole in the rug isn't going to make them get here any sooner, Daniel pointed out, patience in his tone. They're already near two hours late. He turned to face the man he didn't quite have a label for. They were lovers, but he had trouble calling Daniel that, because he still saw lovers in terms of male and female. They were life partners. Another label that didn't fit, since he believed partners lived together, and they didn't. He did know the damn good-looking man was a big part of his life, and about the only person able to calm him down when he got riled. Daniel set aside the business magazine he'd been reading. Something must have happened. They were supposed to have been here three weeks ago. He ran a hand through his hair, making a mental note to find time for a trim. His hair always seemed to need cutting, something never very high on his list of priorities. The endless to-get-done-some-damn-time list, and the nightmares he still had about the fire, were almost more than he could bear these days. I should have told her no when she called yesterday. I should have called the other man the vet told me about. R.T. McMurdy is the best horse whisperer around. You've checked him out. I checked him out. He's worth waiting a little longer for. He patted the place beside him on the leather sofa. Come sit down. Let me rub your shoulders and get the knots out of the muscles. The warm, inviting look in Daniel's brown eyes tempted him to let the man massage the tension away soothe him. But he knew even a simple touch could lead to something they shouldn't be doing, not with the McMurdys arriving at any time. Besides, his ass was mighty tender after their early morning round of burning up the sheets in the wild way they seldom did. He shook his head. Later, but thanks. His offer made him a little less edgy, but no less annoyed. Maybe you should call them. Daniel's eyes mirrored disappointment at the turndown. He'd been beyond patient and given up a lot of his time this last month, in particular to be around and support Calhoun. I figure it's their place to call and let me know why the hell they're so late. He fisted his hands at his sides and sucked in a breath, then blew it out in a long exhale. Daniel stood, stretched his arms above his head, and swiveled side to side. I've been sitting here too long watching you pace. He lowered his arms. I think I'll go make a couple of phone calls. I'm still trying to arrange next month's trip to Kauai. He couldn't help admiring his friend's long, lean body. Couldn't stop his immediate erection. Poor timing. He wasn't going to act on his urge. Forcing aside the lusty thoughts of what he wanted to do, he focused on the Kauai subject. 
Daniel had been hounding him for a year about the two of them getting away to his vacation home. I can't leave right now. Not with all the rebuilding going on here. Not with the negotiations just starting. Shit. He wished he could take the last comment back. He didn't want to argue. With Spring's arrival, you'll come up with a whole new set of excuses. His gaze narrowed. You were rethinking buying the other ranch. Didn't we decide? You already have a lot to handle with this one. He grimaced. How many times had they talked about this? Too many. They never agreed. Probably never would. It's no different than you merging your business with another one and taking on more responsibilities. Hell, you do that every few months. They stood there, silently challenging each other. Two stubborn men.